0: Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max is here. I always gesture like this as though he's seated a foot <laughs> away from me. As though we would be sitting that closely. Hello. Basically we've we've had a, a solid weekend as as Everton supporters. Uh it was very strange feeling jovial on a Sunday. It was Max. It was Um I I th- I think I like it.
1: As do I. I Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's damn wonderful uh, yeah it's like it was great my Wake Forest uh, American football team won Wake Forest football team won it was like all the teams I pulled for this weekend won
1: oh Rocky day and, and,
0: and so it was like it made up for all those weekends where all my teams shit the bed
1: brilliant it was great Fantastic. it was wonderful not, not not better than when we actually deliver you know yeah it, 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 it's nice to, to have that feeling we haven't had it for a while
0: yeah, it just felt—I don't know—just felt strong. It yeah. just felt Really strong. But we will—we will get more into that in just a little while. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of an abbreviated pod for those of you out there listening because Everton's got a game tomorrow, so we're trying to get this done and push it out for you so you can actually get the content quickly. So we are going to start with a Fulham reaction because we have very strong reaction. To what happened on Saturday, and we're going to share that. Uh, then we're going to talk about our League Cup match, which happens tomorrow. You could say care about cup if you're that kind of guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't be that uh, type of guy.
0: <laughs> there are times, like I say, care about cup because I'm afraid people won't know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. And, oh, and then,
0: and, but I just, I, I just don't like. I don't know. I Feel weird saying it.
1: No, oh, no. You know, probably get saved in the next two to three years again. Anyway.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be something that starts with a C. Yeah,
1: of course.
0: Always. The alliteration. Capital One Cup, Caraval Cup, Carling Cup. What Pal- else is
1: there? Cup, Cupcake Cup? It's, param- it's a paramount importance, isn't it? It's got to roll off the tongue.
0: Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but our our uh, League Cup match is uh, is uh, is against Southampton um so that's that's tomorrow so we're going to talk about that give you a preview and then we'll finish it up with uh a, a starting 11 segment not going to be a really long pod today unless me and max just lose our minds oh it's been known to happen <clears throat> so so let's go ahead and start with um with our fulham reaction from saturday uh spoiler alert if you've recorded it and you've waited this long to watch it spoiler alert wait for it Everton won three nil.
1: Oh. hey!
0: That speaking of stuff that rolls off the tongue.
1: Happy days.
0: Make that happen some more. Um, so we had uh, we had goals from a two. We had a brace from Siggy and Jink uh, Tosin got his got his first goal of the season for us. Hallelujah, mm-hmm. If you're a religious person of that persuasion. Uh, so. Impressive players for you, Max. Who do you think you you look at and say yes to you?
1: Impressive players, I think you can't look any further than the lad who bagged the brace, you know what I mean? It, someone scores two goals in a game and a, you know, the tech the the technique used for, you know, the first goal in particular is absolutely fantastic. Take into account he'd missed the penalty just minutes earlier. You know, that 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 psychological response, you know, it was almost as if he turned into a different creature once that penalty at the bar. It was like, right, now now I've yeah. messed that up. I've got, to, I've got to contribute in some way. I've got to score. I've got to set one up, which he did say after the game. He said, you know, I knew I had to score or set one up. So, Guilfi Sigurdsson, without a doubt, man, the match. As far as other players are concerned, Idriss, again, again, absolutely immense in terms of his, 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 his contribution, in terms of stats, yeah. Ta- tackling stats. I think it was 10 tackles, 88%. 88% of his passes were completed, and it's very much the case now. I believe he he is the first name down on that team sheet in the midfield, and you know it's t- it's gonna take some some doing for him to to become a rotational member of the squad. I just think he's yeah. by far the best midfielder that we've got. Um Yeah, Gilfie Sigurdsson, a Gay. um of course, you've got to say Cheng Tosin as well. Absolutely, You know, you could tell how much he wanted that goal. And oh you can gosh. tell how much it meant to him when it went in as well. That picture of him celebrating where he's just screaming in front of the Gladys Street is absolutely fantastic. Um, Theo Walcott, who, uh, who who set him up as well, absolutely fantastic. Worked really hard, I thought. Um, what about yourself, Gerry? Who, who did you think of?
0: That cross by Walcott, that little clipped... Yeah. How brilliant was that? Yeah, because I didn't think he was going to get it off, and I thought because I, I thought it was literally going to be blocked by the player who was right in front of him. And if not, I was like, "There's no way he's going to be able to get it back because his speed was taking his, his pace was taking him straight at the line." And how he managed to get the leg around and just clip that that way. Tosin knows to be on the far post because he talked. <clears throat> you saw that little interview with him that you can see. Uh, Everton's Twitter account posted a little brief bit of it. He said, "I knew he was going to put it to the second post, so I made sure I was there." Yeah, and that's that is the kind of stuff where if players haven't practiced together a lot, haven't played together a lot, they the chemistry's not there. You don't you're not able to read minds. You know that that Walcott assist though.
1: Yeah, damn. I, I that was. I don't mean to go too out of context, but have you ever seen Zinédine Zidane? The, tw- the, uh, the 21st Century Portrait, it's a film about Zidane, it, it, you know, it's critically acclaimed. I
0: saw where you, I, I, was, I was stalking folks on Twitter, which is basically just looking at my timeline, yeah. and I saw where yeah, I, <laughs> I saw I, where you had posted about it, I was like, how do I watch that?
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere, but it, it basically, it films the entire game of, uh, it, basically there's about 16 cameras in the ground, they're all focused on Zidane, and it's it, it, you know the whole film is 90 minutes it's in 2005 at the Bernabeu Real Madrid against Villarreal and the equalizer that Real Madrid scored is literally the mirror image of that goal that we scored wow. Zidane kind of takes it to the line and dinks it over to the to the far post and Ronaldo heads it in and it was so strange cuz when I saw it I just thought oh my god that is just the same of literally what I just saw yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not put before anyone misquotes me or something, I'm not saying that we're like the next Galacticos, but...
0: I was this close to saying, everybody, please note, Max is not saying that Walcott is Zidane or Jink Tosin is Ronaldo.
1: No. But... You know, give us a few years, we might get there, but... Nah, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that result was needed, wasn't it? You know, at 3-0 after two tough results on the banks, you know, West Ham at home got beat. Arsenal away got beat, but the the first the first half we you know we we were poor. I've got to, it's got you know it's got to be said that first half we were poor. Our ball retention wasn't the greatest. We were playing. See, a lot I was of...
0: gonna I was gonna talk to you about the first half. Yeah. Okay. Keep going about that because I have some questions about the first half that I need to kind yeah. of get off my chest. Yeah,
1: our, our, our ball retention just wasn't at it. And um, the football that we did play, and Fulham did have the majority of the ball in the first half. I think it was only about an extra percent, but. It's always an indicator as to who was you know the team who had the ball the most uh as I said the ball that we you know the football we played was mostly inside our own half and we we see a lot of 50 fifty fifties and and second balls to form. um but yeah that, that first half really was frustrating um and I, when i was um, when I was obviously doing the the matchup off and the game for the Sophie blues you know Silver's was no stranger to so have to give these kick up the ass team talks now at halftime. You know, there's pl- been plenty of occasions now where we've kind of went in. You know, we've been against the run of play coming into going in half time and you know, credit to him, it speaks value, it speaks volumes of just what a motivational man manager that he is. So, you know, brilliant.
0: So I'm having trouble with this because everyone has been talking about how bad our first half was. Okay, they're saying that Fulham was the stronger team, and I got to be honest. I thought Fulham had the run of play the last ten fifteen minutes. I did, I thought they were the stronger team the last ten to fifteen yep. minutes by a, by a ways. It was it wasn't until their best chance on goal wasn't until after the forty minute mark though, no. and that was when Cessnion hit the bar. Pickford made himself nice and big. And I felt felt like that contributed to Cessignon hitting the bar, but also Cessignon's a young player, a young great player, by the way. Mm. And but that was their their main legit chance on goal that they yeah. had, right? And that was until the forty minute mark. I <clears> thought <throat> we had, and I felt like the people on Twitter, some of the journalists said we had no shots on goal first half. That's not right. Nope, we did. Walcott put one that was going to go side netting if the keeper didn't save it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, and the Zuma one that was all sides. I realize that doesn't count as a shot on goal, but that was a good chance. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but I think that's just kind of, um, you know, it's a good indicator because if, we, if, we, you know, if we're not at our best, then we're still getting shots off and we're still creating chances. And I think also you've got to factor in Fulham are just a recently promoted side with a lot of new signings. Mm-hmm. So I know we've got a lot of transitioning to do ourselves, but they rarely will be in it. In a period of transition, and I, I, felt un- I felt really unlucky for Fulham because, you know, how often did we say when we were in that position last year? You know, you've got to make your dominance count when you've got it. When, you know, when you when you've got your chances, you've got to make them count. And you know, unfortunately for Fulham, they, they didn't.
0: Uh, I felt Fulham's first half defensive strategy was clear. Physicality. Yeah. Physicality every time we were trying to get a low momentum because that's how it builds for us. You know, we we sit there, quick passes, we get going. I mean, even when something wrong happens, if we're allowed to keep going after the, after the penalty, we got that goal shortly after that because we mm-hmm. were allowed to keep going and keep pressing and keep stringing passes together and keep going forward. Fulham, the first half, was clipping us, pushing us over every chance they got. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that from a team that has has quality, you know. Uh, but I actually think it disrupted our play, and I actually thought it was pretty smart for them to do that. I thought the reason that calmed down the second half is they were worried about getting second yellows. Uh, they were worried about you know losing men. Yeah, because I, I, I mean,
1: first half there were so many fouls. No, no, I I agree completely. It seems to be quite a reoccurring theme coming up against us now. All these kind of not lowly teams, but teams that you you know you classifiers being below us in in terms of league standards the, particularly you know the, the best example I think I've got is the um, the Bournemouth away game it, it seemed to be a go-to tactic with the squad of players that we've got now you know rich Walcott, either side on the wings wind them up you know throw you know leave your leg hanging just give them a good nudge you know right them up it, 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 you know it is a commendable game plan and you you know you've got to hold your hands up as as, as football supporters, it's part of the game. It's what teams who aren't technically or physically better than the opposition. that's what they tend to do. and um, as you say that that certainly did seem to be Fulham's game plan. but I think from that moment when we did miss the penalty, I think I described it as put you know we kind of shifted it up a gear and we thought, you know what no let 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 our, let our technical class you know we are we should be in a kind of a different category technically. Full amount. I think we just kind of steamrolled them really from when Guilfree missed that penalty.
0: Now I thought the second half we just came out breathing fire. DCL drew the penalty, which he did very well there. Um mm-hmm. I feel like DCL is good for that kind of a play right now. Uh however, other than that, it wasn't a particularly wasn't a great performance from him for the most no. part. He didn't really create a lot of chances for himself. And no. people didn't really create a lot of chances for him. Uh, and we didn't score any goals until he had gone out, but I think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's a reason. Uh, I think we – I don't think that was the – he wasn't the reason, reason that Sigurdsson was able to, you know, cur, curl that ball into the no. bottom left, you know. Uh, no. But – and the team, I thought, had already started playing well before he was subbed out. Uh, yeah. However, I do trust Tosin, Jink Tosun to – to be more clinical.
1: I yeah, do. He's I was, older, he's was, more
0: experienced.
1: I was calling for the, even before he kind of created that penalty, I was calling for that substitution mm-hmm. of Tosin to come on. It just seemed tailor-made for Tosin to kind of slot in and take that role, you know, because because he, do, he does drop back a lot more. He's better mm-hmm. with the ball at his feet, and he creates more chances for other people. And I think he gives a, a lot more confidence to the players that are around him. You, you know, you see the relationship that he's got with the likes of Walcott and Richardson which, you know, he can't speak highly enough of them. And I think that is, that is, a you know, that's a big factor. I'm absolutely delighted that he's off the mark for the season. So hopefully the floodgates open now.
0: Jink Tosen just seems so cool. Yeah. You know, is. he just seems like, I realized he got that red card playing for the national team that time. I heard there was a pretty good reason for that. Yeah. But he's, yeah. you know, still a red card at an inopportune time. But, yeah. Uh, he just seems when he's with our team, he just seems so chill, yeah. you know. Like and he's and, and and to see his face after he scored, I feel like him and Sigurdsson. You saw their faces after they scored. You you forget so often as supporters that the team is going through the same crap that we are, and they're just as relieved,
1: you no, know. It, 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 it's brilliant because what. You know, you look back to last season, you see what we were like under Allardyce. We were soulless. We just, we did not have a carrot We didn't have character or fight in us. Almost we didn't zombified, seem like a, you know. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't seem like a team. But now this, this kind of this, this mm. bigger has been installed into us by Silver and uh, you know, you know, it's all, it's almost as if it's like dangling the carrot. There's, there's the carrot dangling now, and we want it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, the players seem bothered the players are passionate, the players want to play, the players seem like they've, they've kind of, no. no it, it doesn't seem like a group that has just cliques or its individual groups, but they, all players seem to gel well and bond well with one another and you can tell that by how delighted they were for each other when they scored. And I don't know if you saw that picture, Jerry, but there's a picture of Sigurdsson celebrating in front of the street end and it's absolutely fantastic. I retweeted it the other night and the caption is... You know, look at the crowd. There's no one with a phone or iPad. Yeah, I saw that. It's just literally, they're, everyone going mad. Evidently, exploding. there's
0: one guy with a phone, but he's not using it. If you look really no. closely, he's he's got a phone out, but that's it. He's <clears> not he's not facing. He's not using it. It's, it, it's off. It's yeah. not on, and it's just coincidental. But every somebody else tweeted that, and I looked at it, and uh, yeah, it's brilliant. No one no. no one is sitting there. They are they're in the mm-hmm. moment. They are. Yeah. They're mindful of what's happening at that moment. Yeah. They are there, yeah. you know.
1: As I, as I said, you know, you had that West Ham result, you had that Arsenal result, and on top of the penalty, the the, the missed penalty. As I say, we we, we entirely just changed. That was almost as if it was a right. We you know, Godson felt angry, and Goderson haven't felt angry for, for for a long time. And that moment where he kind of killed that beautiful effort into the bottom corner. It was like right, okay, we've got one now. We can press on and play our football, and we enjoyed it. We thoroughly enjoyed it. It was almost like
0: we're getting paid for some of the good performances we've had this season that have not given us the points we deserve. You know, yeah. I don't want to go too too off base. We're still only. I don't want to get get carried away. We're still in eleventh in the table. It's not like we're sitting sitting in you no. know Champions League position or anything, but. To see some of the results happen the way they should, okay? Because the second half was dominant. It was dominant. It was, yeah. Uh, for the most part, we had chances. We looked good. Uh, it was just nice. Uh, oh, can
1: we mention? Could we should mention Bernard, by the way. I don't know. I can't believe we actually. I had two players thing. I wanted to bring up, and Bernard was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he looks good, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> okay, hold on. That, what did you just do? Uh, I
1: don't know. I just kind
0: like, of... I just, a, a brain
1: fart, like Like, it just it just makes me think that that little step over he did, where he holds the ball up. It was like
0: liked, a. It was almost a Croy. Like it wasn't. He didn't like pull it all yeah, the way over, so, but he like just kind of tucked it behind of, his like, leg. Inverted
1: step over where he just killed the ball dead, and he didn't. He didn't. He didn't just play it straight into the middle. He waited. Yeah, he waited patient. for the runner. Patience—it's yeah. uh, so so good to see the, all these little indicators that he's going to be a strong, strong player. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to get on to our starting eleven segment later for the Southampton game. But he's yeah. very much a contender.
0: Yeah, uh, that was that was a relief. Uh, and you keep thinking, how do we get that guy on the field more? We'll see. Uh, what, a, what a good problem to have, though. That's a good yeah. problem to have, rather than oh god, who do we play today? Which we felt mm. before, um, mm. yeah. Uh, and we need to bring up Keane. I meant to bring him up last game. Uh, paired with Zuma, they have looked very good. They have looked strong. Uh, both players, they're attacking on corners. They they actually won a decent amount of headers uh, yeah. off in the air, like off of corners, off set plays. They're starting to look uh, threatening from there, but also they're they've done a fine job defending and kind of becoming a solid little pairing. And it's kind of like, okay, Jerry Mina, take your time. Get healed yeah. up, come in mm. when you're ready. There's some other guys who are who are doing their thing, and that way we don't have to hurry Holgate back into a league game when he needs to probably take some time after there's some mistakes he was making, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I think the the thing that I was most pleased about from the defense after that full-on performance was Mitrovic didn't get a sniff. Nope. He, the the occasional bit of hold up play, but he had to come deep to get the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't you know recall our defensive pair and losing an aerial duel. I think we were really good in the air, and it's a it's a funny one with Michael Keane. You know, he's had his critics, uh, and that Bournemouth game was you know it was terribly unfortunate because he did look really strong. You know, he looked like he was coming back into some sort of form. And, you know, obviously he scored that game as well. Um, I'm still baffled about how quickly he's come back.
0: I and thought that, he may be incredible. out for the season. I wasn't sure. I mean, it looked like a concussion. And then when I heard skull line fracture mm-hmm. or, or uh, hairline fracture in the skull, <laughs> skull line fracture, that's a thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I mean, that's scary stuff. Yeah. You know, and I'm shocked. He's back, but he looks—he looks good. He looks like the player looks, we signed he, for thirty million. He looks the,
1: he looks the best that he's at, that he you know he's, he's the best he's been for Everton so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: I'm—I've been psyched because I didn't expect a player like him to improve under a, a manager like Silva, who gets his reputation primarily for attack.
1: Well, it, you, it, know? you know, you which look is at, awesome. Look, look, look at Keane playing out from the back. That's something that's really improved as well. He mm-hmm. looks a lot more comfortable with ball to feet. And he, you know, obviously with Zuma as the partner, it doesn't—it's evident now that he doesn't need that senior figure alongside him to hold his hand and walk through things. Mm-hmm. You know, to speak figuratively, he does look like a—you know—he's developing into a sort of, you know, a senior, not so much a senior player, but you know, an, an established member in that back four. Because if he can string these performances together and keep playing well and clean sheet more of them, thank you very much. Yeah, as long as they they carry on, I think you know that defense will stabilise and will back four then, Seth.
0: Yeah, the goal is center-back-wise to have three or four starter-caliber players that mm. you can rotate in if you need to. Of course, you've got two that are probably a, a, a cut above, but just in case you need to rest one, you can bring one in and not lose much, you know? Yeah. And I think when Yuri Vina gets healthy, I think we've got three starters. And if okay. we can get Holgate to stop... stop Making some of these mistakes, losing track uh, track of men who's cutting behind him. I think we'll have four, and I'm not yeah. even mentioning the fact that Jags is still on our payroll, and he can fill in when, he, when we need to. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we've covered everything. Yeah.
1: Good, good save by Jordan Pickford as well. Just want to S- mention that.
0: Smothered, just smothered yeah. it. Yeah, nice
1: little. F- Nice little fist pump as well when he uh, when he pulled it off. No, great. You know, when, he, yeah. when he was coming out for that in his head, he's saying that's mine. Yeah, and it, and it come off perfectly.
0: Yeah, uh, and con-
1: congratulations on congratulations on his on his um, his fiance getting pregnant as well. He got a little baby boy on the way on the way, hasn't he? So yeah, congratulations, Jordan. lad.
0: I hope he gets more sleep than I did. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, man. Just saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, congrats though for real, man. That's awesome. I think I think it was John who tweeted from the account. Get the rave on. Jordan Fickford's <laughs> <laughs> fiance is pregnant. <laughs> That's, I'm try- That's bomb trying bomb. to make that fit with the occasion. It's just funny to me. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go. We have talked longer than we intended to on the Fulham reaction, but you know what? It happens. We had to get to st- get to stuff. So uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about the uh, Southampton Going to do a Southampton <clears throat> preview for the League Cup match tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. If you've been living under a rock, you probably don't know that Everton will be playing Southampton in the League Cup tomorrow. Uh, So, yeah, now you do know. There you go. Uh, we're going to give you a little preview into that uh, that match, but just a disclaimer: the players that these managers are going to be rolling with tomorrow, it's hard to say. We're going to be doing yeah. our best uh, when it comes to our starting eleven segment, which will be coming after this one. Um, but we're gonna—it's going to be even harder for us to predict who Southampton is going to be starting and rolling with. So we'll do our best, but don't hate on us, por favor. At least not for that. Um you can say Jerry you should shave. That's fine. That's true. Uh that kind of hate is fine and warranted. Uh so uh Southampton is 16th in the table right now. They have 7 points. Um they just recently lost to Wolves 2-0. Uh yeah. They're not they're not off to a great season so far. Um no. not looking terrific. And it would not shock me if they have a different manager around Christmas time.
1: It's it's one of the pitfalls of having the one of the you know the atypical old-fashioned English managers, isn't it? You know, if, if things go south, that kind of, that cycle of sacking your manager by Christmas, getting someone in to save you by the by the May, it, it's what happens. It's, I feel for Southampton because they they just don't have to, the caliber of player that they used to. You look back at some of them players that they had. Uh, Morgan Schneidlin, Nathaniel Klein, Sadio Mane. He even had Toby I, uh, that, I That's crazy. I, I completely forgot he ever played for them. But, you know, they, they did have a list of really, really good players. And, you know, Virgil van you add to that as well. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that quality, just the quality pools just seem to have gone thinner and thinner and thinner. And they're paying for that now because I just don't feel like they've got to... The you know the a player with the technical or physical ability to to be a breakout so to speak.
0: I personally think they have a strong enough defense, and I think they've got a strong enough center midfield pairing. Uh, I wish they would play James Ward Prowse more because I think he's a quality player, uh, but they yeah. didn't uh, they didn't play him last or they didn't start him last much. He's a guy that I feel like when you're a team that blends together quality purchases with a good academy, and over they have a reputation of churning out good young players from their academy. Um, yeah. Personally, you, I think you need to blend the two. Uh, that's sort of what Everton is, is beginning to do.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. we're beginning well, we'll, to do that. Similarly, we've always kind of had that tag too of. Mm. You know, he's cheering through a good calibre of young player and Southampton most definitely have that too. You know, you only have to look as far as Theo Walcott and look at what he's doing for us because he's been a, you know, since we've got him in, he's been a huge upgrade on the wing for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they do. They bring through some really good young players. But as you say, and it's hard to put your finger on because, you know, they survived by the skin of their teeth last season and they just look like they, they're in for another scrap again.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean you look at who they started and I think there's there's some quality here. I think McCarthy is a decent keeper. All right. Yeah. Uh they also started in their last match Cedric Suarez. He he he's a he's a player who's very good going forward. I don't know a lot about his defensive capabilities, but he's really good going forward. Yeah. And yeah. I know when Coleman had his injury, I was I was secretly hoping we would put in a bid for Suarez. Not that Su- not that Southampton would have sold to us, but it would have been. You know, I just I felt like he's a good player. I
1: mean, yeah. they've got they recently purchased Vestergaard. Vestergaard's an absolute monster. I was a huge fan of him at a club back, but um, yeah, they, they did. They did. I, I don't mean you know myself I was in an opposition view from a few weeks back. What before we played them at home, and they have had a really good summer. They brought in some some you know some strong players, but. As you, you know, as I say, are they, are they, are they, well, have they got the potential to, to become of the quality of all those players that they previously had that Liverpool or a bigger clubs kind of took from them? I don't think so. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, we should steamroll this one, Jerry. I, I do believe that, especially after, especially after that performance. <clears> I think we have just got to keep the momentum going. No disrespect to Southampton at all, but we have just got to look to keep this the, the flow of goals and the flow of results coming our way.
0: See, I think Southampton's biggest issue is their manager, period. I mean, they've also been starting uh, the big Dutch uh, center back, Hote Bertrand at left back. That's a quality left back. Uh, Hoyberg, that's a good player. Uh, Mario Lamina. These are, these are players that mm. can do a job – uh redmond is a dangerous player who always decides you know what i'm gonna score against everton this time just because i always do (laughs) yeah all right um i i feel like in up up front they're a little weak with ings and austin they're they're those clinical finishers but they're not dangerous you know what i mean like on the counter they're more of those that you know ings is opportunistic austin is as well but austin is also good in the air you know, yeah. these are players that can finish, but they can't really make a lot of their own shots if they were to receive yeah. the ball around the 18, you know?
1: Yeah, there's the, a the case to be made there, that you know, obviously you listed that midfield, you know, Lim, Lamina was also a, a great player, I, I, I think so myself, but, you know, there's a case to be made that maybe the players are underperforming then. I mean, obviously I'm not a, you know, I'm not a self an expert by any means, but. And we, you list these players individually, and you think they could come together, you know, co- cohesively and be a, be a lot higher in the table than 16th. I know it's only early days, but there seems to be a sense of doom and gloom. I know they got beat last game by Wolves two 0 and they got beat three 0 by Liverpool the game before that, and you know, <clears throat> got, not even scoring goals, as you say. We've got to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, maybe James Ward-Prowse is injured, but if you get somebody who's good in the air like Austin and you've got these enormous center backs why are you not playing someone who's magnificent on set Golden pieces ball, yeah. yes i don't i don't get that i i just maybe me dumb i don't know mm. but it just makes sense i mean maybe he's injured i just didn't see him yeah. on the injury list when i was researching southampton but maybe 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 the few websites i checked were inaccurate
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but We'll
0: see. Yeah. Um, so obviously dangerous players. Redmond is lively. He is quick. And if we have someone who doesn't have much pace matching up with him, it may be a problem. Uh, I feel like he he often I, – I don't know if he plays left or right wing typically.
1: Choice sure, left.
0: I, I thought it was left when they played us last. Yeah. So that's uh, – but and if that's the case, he could be matching up against Kenny – Kenny And Kenny, although a very good defender, I don't know if he's, I don't know if, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a good test. Uh, I don't know if he'll be able to keep up with him. Um, You know, and there are other uh, dangerous players. I mean, I think you got, they're they're strikers who can score goals. You've
1: you've got to mention Danny Ings, haven't you? Particularly against Devin. Yeah. always (laughs) got a tendency to bloody score against us. um, I got kind of
0: pissed at him last game. I got yeah. angry watching him last game. He just seemed like he was being a dick. But
1: Yeah, he, he, you've got to hope we've wised up to this zonal mark and thing because that, you know, that was where we fell short last time. I,
0: what we've been doing lately is just not allowing any corners.
1: <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> my uncle came out with a fantastic little uh, sound bite when we were coming home from the match the other day. He went fresh air, doesn't score goals, players do. Mm-hmm. So, And that is it, it's true. Think about it, you know that that is the, the perfect counter argument to the to the zonal mark and thing. I mean, players if, are the ones who score goals.
0: If they learn the system though, I'm all for them perfecting the system. It's just the learning period that yeah, you know. Yeah, it
1: takes takes time to adjust to.
0: That's an interesting thing as a manager, the patience that would be required. The reward would be great, but the meantime, you know, the buffer in which you're learning, it's tough. Um so, Prediction: What do you think is going to happen?
1: June eleven.
0: I've got two one.
1: Everton. Uh, possibly that. Uh, I just think, obviously, with, the, with them not scoring in the last two games, and our defense, by all accounts, looking strong, uh, that should be enough. And we need. To, I think we need to weed out being that one-off club. Mm. You know the one-off where you look—you know—if you're going through a goal drought or whatever, it'll give you the goal. You know, we we need to weed that out. We need—you know we, yeah. so a strong performance here go a long way.
0: I'm thinking that if we're starting backup keeper, which we might be, if we're starting some defensive players that haven't been playing a lot lately, which we might be, I think there is a, a higher possibility of allowing a goal. Uh, that's why I've—that's why I've got two one. <laughs> Because I don't think it'll be an entirely new defense defensive setup. But I could see there being three if you inclu- include a keeper coming in to, to okay. play this one. So that's the only reason. I Because if we play our defensive setup from the other day, from Saturday, I think we do get another clean sheet. And I feel good yeah. about that. Do I do. So anyway. Okay. That segue... Uh, that'll take us into the next video, so stay tuned for that one, which we'll be talking about possible starting eleven setups. I'm really curious to see what Max says. He had he said he had a a weird setup, so I'm I'm expecting to see uh, Kieran Dowell playing centre back or something. I don't know what he's, <laughs> what he's got in store, but uh, we'll check that out soon. So, uh, but yeah, stay tuned for that. So, but that's the end of our Southampton preview, League Cup coming your way. League Cup match, Carabao Cup, if you're into propriety when it comes to naming tournaments. <laughs> uh, yeah. Southampton uh, looms large coming up tomorrow. Yep. Uh, coming And Everton coming off a big win. Southampton coming off a loss. It would be nice if momentum carries through for both teams. Uh, so who is Silver going to start? These League Cup matches, these... These cups, these mid-season cups that happen, it's always tough because they, if they're if they're happening right after a, a, a match, a league match, or right before a league match, there's a tendency to rest players. Yeah. Which makes what we're about to do usually pretty inaccurate.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's tough. We're gonna be doing our best to try to guess what Marco's gonna do. Yes, I said Marco. He and I, first name basis. <laughs> Just saying, uh, but. So, so we'll be doing our best here, but it, really, what they are is educated guesses. Yeah, it's We're a, taking a, things from the past.
1: It's an unpre- pre- it's unpredictable, isn't it? It's very unpredictable. Yeah. These, these these lines. So, I've got I've applied as much logic as I possibly can.
0: I believe that I have actually put in too many new players, and that I do think it's going to be. I think I'm going to be wrong. I think he's going to start more of the normal starters than I have listed.
1: So I just want to throw that
0: out there. So uh, Max, why don't you start off and rattle out your guesstimates? I'm just kidding. I never say that word. I just said that to be a jerk.
1: I've gone gone for Jordan Pickford in goal. I know the arguments there. You know, you should like your cup, you cup keeper playing goal for the cup games, but being against Premier League opposition, safe bet isn't it? Just play your starting keeper, carry on the good form that he's got. Uh, John Joe Kenny at right back. My centre-back pairing, I have gone for Mason Holgate and Kurt Zouma. I've chosen to rest Michael Keane on the basis that you know, hairline fracture, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he come back in very quickly and plays very well. And if, if, you know, if he's capable to play and play against Leicester on, on the weekend, he, I've got no problem at all with him, with him playing and mm-hmm. keeping the same centre-back partnership. But, would you say, a bit of Rotation is due, particularly with Southampton not playing so well lately. So I've gone for Holgate to partner Zuma. Uh, Leighton Baines gets a start. He's been patiently waiting. Dean has been playing really, really well. Just a healthy case of rotation. Yep. Um, where it gets a, quite interesting is in the centre midfield. Um, because he hasn't started as of late, I've gone for Morgan Schneider to play in that, to be the one holding of the three. Um. I've kept Gilfie in there. Predicated mm-hmm. on his good his good performance against Fulham, and I think you know his confidence will be high. The, mm-hmm. You know the more chances he has to add to his goals and his assists, great. Um, then I was kind of debating with myself whether I go for Kieran Dowell or Tom Davies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as I've said, I do feel like Kieran Dowell is very sim- similar to to Gilfie. so I've played. I've just gone for Tom Davies. Uh, yeah. and then. Can it's it's, it's it's this is where the, the funkiness comes in a little bit because Bernard, Bernard's playing well. I've gone for Bernard on the left because that's where we saw him. You know, we when he's played, he's always been on the left. Uh, mm-hmm. Tosin starts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: keep the momentum going on the right. I've gone for Luckman
0: As funky as you say your lineup is, we only have two differences.
1: Go on, let me hear them. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah. uh, I was rolling with Stecklenburg uh, just because I feel like one of our backup keepers needs some kind of experience so that if they have to play, maybe actually getting some minutes at some point would be a good idea. But there's just, I feel like there's a drop off between Pickford and Stecklenburg pretty significantly. Um, Stecklenburg has more size, uh, bigger wingspan, but he is not. There's something, uh, I think there's something a little bit off about his confidence. He doesn't look as confident of a, of a keeper as he used to be. And Pickford is just sweating confidence. It's yeah. oozing out of his pores <clears throat> right now. I, I do agree. I think it's very possible that Silva rolls with Pickford in this one. Max, as you and I know, Stecklenberg started the previous league Cup match. He did. And we definitely didn't stop the video to go research that in the middle of recording.
1: Nope.
0: We just knew it. For real. That's how we are. Yeah. So considering the lineup from the previous League Cup match, it would not be ridiculous uh, to see Kieran Dowell enter this one. Um, Despite the combination, because Dowell and Sigurdsson both started the last one. Yeah. So that's possible. Um, I think Sigurdsson is going to play because he played that last one. You know, I think if he played the last one, I think... Silva trusts Sigurdsson to be able to muscle through some of these because he's got better endurance than most players. That is, that is the way I'm reading all this. Uh, Bernard hasn't played, hasn't started a game. And I feel like he's damn sure earned a start yeah. at this point. Uh, Tosin hasn't been starting And I think he needs the minutes to keep the confidence going high. That's why I would start toasting as well. Lookman needs a look in. All right? He does. Uh, We need to start building that kid up so we can start using him in situations where we need him. All right? It's going to come. There are going to come times where Walcott gets a knock. He goes out. All right? And and we've maybe already subbed Richarlison out. So there's going to come times where we need the kid. And frankly, the more we can play him, the more we can get him out of this, you know, whiny mentality that he's had at the beginning of the season, which he might be out of, by the way. That might be gone by this point. All right? We don't know. Uh, I agree. I think Schneider will come in for Gay because Gay's been playing so much. Mm. And Schneider really wasn't doing a lot wrong to go out. He just wasn't being a number eight, really. Uh, And neither was Gay. You know, neither one was really playing that number eight position very well, and Davies is doing a pretty solid job of it. Yeah. A lot of people are, are slamming Davies because they feel like he doesn't have assists or goals. And I would respond to that by saying he's pushing the ball up the field, getting the ball to people, you know, beginning attacks. He may not be necessarily creating the chances, but he's beginning the attacks. Yeah. You know? And he's he's able to maintain possession lately. He's not making those stupid passes. You know, he's, he's give, getting the passes that are available to him, which is one of the reasons why he's not throwing it away so much anymore. You know, he was taking so many chances and being so wasteful and sloppy with trying to thread the needle with those passes. He's doing less of that, hence we're holding on to the ball. Yeah. And we're able to work, work it out to the wings, which is the way Silva clearly wants to attack.
1: Yeah, he's a lot more efficient with his possession now, isn't he?
0: He is. He's just being, he's being smarter. He's not trying to do too much. All right, so I I I wouldn't sub Davies Davies out either based on the job, what he's been asked to do because I don't think we have anybody else really doing that job right now. Mm. I threw Holgate in in there and and Keen, but I left Keen in, Keen in just because he hasn't been playing lately and to continue, he's played two matches. Get him, keep the m- momentum going. You know, Zuma has played a lot in a row. Do I think Keen maybe needs the rest more, possibly based on his injury? That's why I think your lineup makes a lot of sense, Max. Yeah. If it goes that way, it, it you know, Pickford rolling with Pickford right now, make sure we don't give up as many sloppy possibilities. You know? Uh and I and I have Baines in as well. Yeah. Because he, I, you know, he's a he's an admirable player. He just made doesn't really have as much of the speed he used to have.
1: Yeah.
0: But he's still a solid player and uh frankly, I think Dean has played a lot in a row, and same reason as Zuma, give him a little break. Yeah, I think you and I are predicting too many changes. But I'll, all I'll let the, you know
1: that all of this, I think, though, it's predicated on healthy rotation. There's no kind of selection dilemmas. Yeah. there, it's it's all, you know, it's all healthy competition, which is which is a really really good sign. You know, you compare mm-hmm. that to where, you know, some of the some of the the scenarios we found ourselves in last season. Mm-hmm. You know, for the. Recalling, you know, the hell that was the fallback scenario that we had last season. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. I mean, with the exception yeah. of Coleman being out injured, but you know, people trust Kenny now. There's a you know, there's a big trust in Kenny, which we just accept. Okay, to eat the right back now. Yeah. And obviously, uh, with with Baines coming in, it's as I say, healthy rotation. Then I saw I saw the case be made. This may be the time to, you know, do the Martinez experiment. You remember one time. But Martin has mentioned I know. things in centre midfield. I I would love to see that personally, but I don't think it's going to happen just yet.
0: No, uh, I I don't know. It's one of those things where we haven't really had any hints that Silva wants that to happen. No, there have been none of these like you know hints where Silva has said, "Yes, let's do this," or. We've been playing around with it in practice. Has Silva been asked about this in a press conference? I feel...
1: I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if so. he... I, I saw an article yeah. spring up about it the other day from the Liverpool Echo, and it, I think that's what kind of made it enter my mind. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this that this could be a debate for a completely other video, but I feel like now, is, now would be a good time.
0: If you're going to do it, do it at a time where you're not... You know, it's not in a derby. You no. know, do it at a time where he feels free to play the position and possibly make some mistakes. Yeah. Let's you know, let's do that. It's just such a big change though playing with the with the 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 touchline right there beside you. Yeah. You know, and to have that much open space uh one would think it's liberating but it's weird. You know when you go from one to the other. Mm, yeah, you know, we talked about it the other week. When you see a a center player go to the side, you brought that up, and you're right. It's 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 a difficult, yeah, more limiting it, experience. It, it, they struggle a
1: lot positionally. But I I just feel like you know everything everything is kind of indicating it's the right time. Obviously, it, it's not so much a decline in his, in his physicality. It's just obviously, like you mentioned, he hasn't got the, pen, the pace that he used to have. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the strength, because I don't think you typify Baines as a particularly strong or weak player by that matter. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, uh, and uh, you know, how many times do fans argue about Gay and Snyder being in the same position? Yep. You slide Baines in there next to Gay. You could have a completely different system going on, and, and who knows, it could be successful.
0: Mm-hmm. And in a foot race, you got Davies versus Baines. Do you think Davies clearly wins like a 50 yard sprint? I don't think I so. don't. I don't. I don't think Davies has that much. I think it's just the fact that Davies is like the energizer bunny and yeah. does not stop. Yeah. You know, he's constantly going. That's the thing. I wonder if Baines has the endurance to be able to do that now. Um because he hasn't just because he hasn't started lately. Yeah. You know? Uh yeah. I'd love to see the experiment. As would It'd I. be fun. It'd be cool. Uh I just wish we didn't feel. I, I wish we had done that kind of thing against in in our previous uh, League Cup match, rather than one against Premier League opposition. Yeah. I I want to win this one. Mm. You know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, one last thing. It would not shock me because he's just recently come back to see Richarlison play this one for the sake of. Just getting back into the rhythm of the game, just playing more minutes. Very possible. It wouldn't sho- it wouldn't shock me to see that, um, just to kind of say, "Hey, get in there, get a goal."
1: Yeah, you reck know, get
0: back, get back to scoring ways. Wreck a
1: bit of havoc, you know. Do, do you think maybe this might even be the game where Richardson plays as centre forward because that has, that has been something that Marco Silva has been asked at a press conference.
0: Yeah, his attitude toward it is interesting, though. Yeah. Have you noticed the way but, he's kind of like, Yeah, I understand the question, but.
1: Yeah, it's always he's I mean? really hesitating to pull the trigger. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, you know how I feel about players who are positionally versatile? I think it's a fantastic attribute to have in your locker. And the more players mm-hmm. that we have that can do a very good job in different positions would be really good.
0: You heard it here first. Max is starting keen at striker. It's happening.
1: We've got to route one football, boys.
0: <laughs> Keen Keen becomes Glenn Murray. <laughs> our version of Glenn Murray, that's not Jink Tosin. Just saying. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> all right. So yeah, I guess that's that's it. Anything else on starting eleven at all? Uh, I think we've explored a lot of these possibilities.
1: We have.
0: Um, all right. So yeah, if if our predictions hold true, there will be a lot of change over tomorrow. Um However, would it surprise us if Silva says, let's take this seriously and get the win? No, it's not surprising at all. Mm. All right? So I know I'd be okay with it if Silva pulled it like that because I want to keep going in the cup.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I want some damn silverware. I heard Mm. it's
1: nice. (laughs) Too long, too long.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. So, yeah, I guess that is it for our starting 11 segment. Uh, and podcast wise that is it for the big show if you've been listening via podcast thank you, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast, rate it if you can and uh, yeah leave a, leave a kind review if you'd like if you've been digging their videos uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues uh, Everton fan channel, we'd appreciate it sitting around 1200 subscriptions on, on the channel and thanks for that, we appreciate it uh, also, find Max on the Toffee Blues website, he's got some analysis on there. Um, does a lot of match reports. Yeah, he does a lot. <clears throat> uh, he also appears on other websites, other podcasts. He's a man in demand. Check his Twitter, it's his Twitter timeline for that for that stuff. And lastly, you need to make sure you just check out the Toffee Blues website in general. Uh, there's a lot of people that contribute to this podcast to the to the channel that that are. That contribute regularly to the website. They leave their own analysis. They're smart. All things are written on there. Also, follow the Top of Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Enough stammering through plugging. I think I'm good on this. Max, I guess that's it, man. I'll talk to you later. Have See a good soon. one. You too. All right, and yeah, let's uh, let's go win one tomorrow. Yeah. So, bye.